What's up, citizen detectives, antler queens, and seeker boyfriends? This is the Yellow Jackets Buzz Podcast, and today, oh, we are intimidated because we have Jessica Roberts herself, Reka Sharma, from Yellow Jackets, as an interview. Reka, welcome to the show. My, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. This is awesome. Your character is so intimidating on yes. Yellow Jackets. <laughs> okay, is that is that the word that encapsulates her? I think so. I mean, is it interesting on a show where you're working with so many complicated protagonists and anti-heroes to be almost seen as the antagonist and like the big bad of the present day? It is interesting. It's something that I, I thought about right away. I was like, oh, if I am the one who's going toe to toe with these women, I've got a history that's you know, just shy, dark of theirs. <laughs> wow. I guess diving right in, we'd love to know a bit about the process of how you found out about Yellow Jackets and how you got cast in the role. Sure. Um, the uh, the material came my way, I, I would guess in like January of last year and uh, came through LA casting and my reps down there and I, immediately was blown away by the script i remember taping it with my girlfriend and being like i mean this project is amazing i'd love to work on it and i was like come on i'm perfect for this i can do this <laughs> just hire me already and then you know of course heard nothing was like oh well so much for that and then in march um as the production was in vancouver then we got it a submission again from Canadian casting and I was up there already working and, and living there since the pandemic. Um, and I was like, guys, I already read for this. So I just sent along my tape and then, you know, wheels were set in motion and, uh, they were like, yeah, she was right. She, <laughs> we should hire her. <laughs> In terms of the timeline, then, was were you cast for the original pilot, or was it once it went to series and then went back and reshot some material? Yeah, it was the the latter. Very interesting. Yes, I remember in the original yeah. pilot script, I believe Jessica Cruz was the character's name. That's correct, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm very fascinated to learn just about the process from the original pilot to the series pickup and the series development of the show. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's was such so a... Huge. Yeah, and I think that resulted in a stronger show, right? That they were able to go yeah. and make these decisions um, and figure out how to layer in the story. So you are no stranger to working on television series with passionate fans. How do Yellow Jackets fans compare to Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, it's early days. I'll, I'll, I'll get a greater sense of things as time moves on. And, you know, hopefully they'll, we'll be back to doing conventions at some point and I'll get to meet people in person. Um, I would say we have as intelligent of a crowd. Um, I think people are really excited and maybe we have a darker audience than, than I've ever had before for Battlestar and Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek, that audience is filled with sweethearts. Um, but Battlestar was definitely edgy, but, you know, it was more political and, and um, you know, nobody was eating anybody, so. 
It's true. <laughs> Discovery, though, if there's, I feel like Discovery did have some darker episodes thus far. It did. Yeah. It did. Um, but it's still Star Trek. You it's know, true. It's, right. It's still like be your best self and you know all of that stuff which i love but um but this is not that um this is messy and complicated i love that you use the word messy i use the word messy to describe so many things about yellow jackets yes <laughs> it's perfect it's, i it really is you know and that's that's I, that's i think something that uh, life tends to be missing here in in North America because it's a male dominated society and we tend to think in very very linear fashions um, as a culture as a whole and so I think the fact that we have a very strong female driven story with so many female characters just naturally allows for more of the messiness of of life you know women are are we're wilder than men <laughs> we're supposed to be and and i'm Agreed. not saying that as any of the you know negative stereotypes about women being crazy or emotional or any of that stuff it's not that it's actually women have the capability to be highly emotional and extremely intelligent and articulate at the same time in a way that men as cavemen just weren't wired to do. They had to be able to shut off the emotion to go and get meat for the family, right? Like we're different humans. So I'm, I'm really thrilled by how messy the show is. And I just shared a lot of opinions about how I think the world works. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have we have very similar opinions when it comes to that. So I, I respect Great. that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm in good company. <laughs> we were uh, talking with Winter Mitchell Rohrbaugh the other night on last week's podcast. And she was commenting on how it's a lot of these do-nothing men that are in the woods. And yes. it's amazing how the women are just getting it done. And she made some comment yeah. about, uh, you know, the men that that almost don't even know the process of the women are stepping it up and taking charge. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I said, you know, I feel the need to almost proactively apologize to my wife, and I'm not sure what for. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but but I like I like how the show portrays that dynamic, and it's interesting, yeah, because what you said about the stereotype, I don't look at Yellow Jackets and have any sense of these women are crazy. I look at it as. This is yeah. a show about survival. This is a show about pain, about 100%. trauma and the way we process it. And it's very interesting to me to see the different way these, these are rational decisions through a, a lens of uh, a complicated life. And I think that's what makes it so dynamic. And to that end, um, talk to me a little bit about Jessica Roberts' backstory. Did Barton actually give you uh, a full profile or were you sort of left to work out your own headcanon on? Um, you know, a little bit of both. We, we certainly didn't get into backstory. Also, I just have to say, I love everything you said about trauma and processing and, and, you know, I, I think I just tweeted something about that the other day. Like, that's what I think the show is truly about and, and what happens when you don't deal with trauma, how that lingers and, and reverberates through your life. Um, Anyway, back to your question. Um, we uh, had a very wonderful, exciting conversation before I, I even went to camera about about Jessica Roberts and sort of what you know ballpark 
they wanted her to live in, what kind of human she was. And so from that um, wonderful conversation, I was able to sort of, you know, look at the story and what we do know about her and sort of piece together um, some sort of history that that I could walk around with that felt good. And not that I work specifically in history. To me, that's like, that's the writer's job. But um, yeah, uh, it's sort of knowing like, what what maybe my triggers are and and what might you know be my thing which which you also discover as you go along you know without yeah. giving away any spoilers <laughs> i think misty um finds some of my triggers <laughs> oh interesting I, speaking yeah. of that I, I was very curious in regards to the research that you did to get into this character do you have to look up what makes a person kidnap worthy because jessica roberts apparently is very prone <laughs> to getting kidnapped <laughs> um that's a great question it, i it was more in terms of like what kind of human being decides to do this job you know how does one land find themselves in a position of of working you know outside of the law being somebody's heavy you know, how far has she gone in this job? What situations has she been in? Yeah, I, that's the that's the kind of research I did. I've sort of looked at, um, yeah, what what may have happened in her life to bring her to do this for a career. Like, what? How do you develop those talents? Yeah, that's a scary question. Exactly. You know? <laughs> No, yeah, I agree. I, I just want to commend you on the way that you delivered your performance as Jessica Roberts is absolutely incredible. I've spoken in past episodes about how I just can't trust Jessica Roberts, and I want to. And there are some moments in there that I'm like, oh, I think she has good intentions. But then, like, my red flag just goes off, and I'm like, no, she doesn't have good intentions. <laughs> and that just speaks to the level of how you deliver this character and how, how good it comes across on, on TV that I just I can't read you. And in a show where you're just trying to read everyone, it drives me crazy and I love it at uh, the same time. Well, thank you. <laughs> ha happy to drive you crazy. I don't know. <laughs> well, and you project so much strength and confidence in the role. I really like the arc that here is a character that's a closer. Here's a character that's a fixer. You can tell mm -hmm. that she's very in control of her life. She's very in control of the situation. And just watching her go toe to toe uh, with uh, the main cat with uh, specifically Shauna and then Misty. I mean, do you feel like there has almost been an arc this season where in Misty, Jessica has met her match a little bit um, and is being put in a position of vulnerability that she's not really accustomed to? 100%. I, I, I think, I think I've been in tricky situations before and I think this is beyond anything she's experienced that that was sort of my my thing like you know she i didn't see it coming i misjudged yeah. her just as she said that i that i did you know in that first scene where we're at the restaurant she tells me that i don't know what she's capable of and she's and right <laughs> And how far ahead um, were you on story when shooting? I mean, for instance, did you know that Jessica was working for Ty when you shot 
the the first episode um did i uh actually i think yeah i I hadn't read the script yet but um ashley and bart and and jonathan did let me know that 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 was a situation or even if they didn't let me know explicitly they like they you know they told me that something was going on i can't quite remember how it went but and then from that point forward it was just you know a script ahead was usually what I knew what was going to happen, but I did know the the basic gist of it. But we really didn't know how it was going to end. Even Ashley and Bart had not decided. Wow! Until until they um, figured it out, like as they went along through the season, they didn't know. So that's really cool though i mean and i think yeah. that level of unpredictability you know does you find that helps inform your performance to not necessarily know your entire arc it, yes and no i i think you know on the one hand knowing where it goes as an actor certainly in the way that we're all trained you know it, it helps us make more choices the more that we know um you know that's how everybody's trained in theater certainly when you do a movie you know how it ends yeah. and so that I, I do feel like you you have more choice more um more informed choices that you can make when you do know how it ends but you know you have to accept the circumstances so so then it is fun to not know in the way that your character does not know what's happening from one moment to the next you know that can be fun too and how has it been working with the cast? I mean, stellar cast. Like, yes, you know, the first time, you know, I read the script and was auditioning, I didn't know who was going to be in it. I just knew it was going to be amazing based on what was on the page. And then when I found out who was in it, I was like, <laughs> and then that was just the people whose work I knew, you know, the, the adults, but right. then. But then meeting all all the the girls, which mostly, sadly, you know, I met through Zoom at script readings. But um, you could see right away that everybody and the guys and the guys are so talented um, and a great group of like interesting, exciting people. Uh, I feel very lucky to have worked with everyone. And you have, I think, almost the most scenes this season with Adult Misty with Christina. Mm -hmm. How, how was that process? I mean, it was great. It, I really didn't expect it based on how the story starts. I thought I was going to be interacting with everybody in, in the adult timeline. I thought we were going to, you know, and that was a bit of my head. Like I was definitely off camera, like all up in everybody's business, you know? <laughs> um, but he, yeah, then to like find out that that's sort of where the main story arc was going to be was between me and Christina was thrilling. She's just fantastic, really fun to work with, super easygoing, and um, and she was pregnant the whole time. So, yeah. um, so yeah, but she was like just a total pro, and uh, I I just felt protective of her. Honestly, I just wanted to make sure she was like getting enough rest and stuff, and people were leaving her alone, which it seemed people were were really great. That's cool. And uh, yeah. I mean, 
Was that a surprise though? Thinking, okay, I'm playing the private investigator. I'm investigating this. There's going to be action. We're going to be going to the woods and no, actually Rekha, you're going to be chained up in a basement for the back half of the season. <laughs> Did that present ch in any inherent challenges to your process uh, being so stationary? Um, I mean, I don't know if it did to my process. I mean, the, the physical circumstance did only informed my process, you know, yeah. it was like, oh my God, like, we're just going to be doing this for a while. Well, I'm going to get stinky. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but I mean, physically, actually the restraints, those are real handcuffs. Wow. And fun fact when you struggle in real handcuffs it hurts like you kind of can't fake that like i tried my best to fake it but uh but it was it was very hard to do <laughs> i i was looking forward to seeing jessica roberts in all of her incognito undercover outfits following the girls you know like right. i was like oh my god jessica's gonna be dressed like a ninja you know black at some point like <laughs> you know, hidden somewhere trying to see what the yellow jackets are up to. And no, you got to wear one outfit and be chained up in the basement. But I will tell you, in my yeah. book, you were wearing all of the, all of the oh, like great. private investigator outfits. Thank you. I appreciate that. The wardrobe of Jessica Roberts appreciates that. <laughs> well, listen, for rocking one outfit, you look fabulous every outfit. So every, oh, every show. Well, thank so thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, I wasn't supposed to look fabulous. I did you know the look disintegrated they were actually yeah. saying they were like she looks too good she looks too good i was like dude do you see what we're trying to do in hair and makeup to make me look bad and we're like gotta make her look worse <laughs> <laughs> okay there we go Fashionable but functional you know i think i think it definitely works for the job uh okay so of course the famous quote of W.C. Fields, never work with children or animals. How was it working with Caligula the bird? Caligula was a pro. Um, Pearl, the uh, the African gray, I believe. I thought it was a cockatoo, but, uh, but then a friend of mine reminded me that it was actually an African gray. Um, the handlers were also very protective of Pearl. Pearl, uh, Pearl was a little overweight. Um, so, so flying was a challenge. Uh, I, am, am I allowed to say this? I don't know. This is a lot of behind the scenes information. I hope I haven't offended the owner of Pearl, but he said it. He said she's a little overweight. So I think we're okay. Um, I thought Pearl bone, did an excellent job at getting that. She was fantastic. Then. Um, he, you know, the handlers were, were great. They were very, uh, protective of, of Pearl. So we didn't really interact with her a whole lot. You know, of course, Christina and I pet her a little bit, but, um, but yeah, she was, she was impressive. You know, you just, you just have to make sure you get everything else right. Right. To the best of your ability, because that bird's only got a few takes. Right. Before yeah. before she's pooped. Oh and, yeah. And um and and I I thought they they did a fantastic job of of training her and being patient with her and uh and we just tried to stay out of her way and and then of course when I was holding it it was not it was a stuffed you know 
I actually have some pictures. I'll post them. Of, oh, cool. Of the... Yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually love that scene. And the reason why is because I felt you were so resourceful. You are tied to a bed. What can you do to try to get Misty back, to try to get out of this situation? And me, somebody who's obsessed with my dog as a pet lover, I think if I would have walked in and Jessica Roberts holding my dog, I'm setting you free, okay? So I was like, that is pretty genius of her to go there. And you could tell that you triggered Misty with that move. Um, so I, th I, I yeah. love that scene. It just goes to show you how smart Jessica Roberts is as a character where she's like, how can I try to bargain with this woman and this is what i have tied to this bed here's the bird let me try this when you were holding that bird though i audibly gasped i was like do not kill the bird <laughs> i think that was everybody's feeling including mine i was like i have to do what oh but um but yeah you know and that's a testament to to ashley and bart and their writing i mean they came up with that and it was just genius genius and um and and that was probably you know one of the most exciting days on set with christina such a high stakes scene you know with her screaming and me crying and you know getting things thrown at me and all of that it was it was really intense and we both i think managed to have a lot of a lot of fun with it it's awesome do you have yeah. a favorite character from each time period Oh gosh, I haven't even thought about that. Um, I mean, I love both versions of all of the the characters. Um, and that me and that sort of in terms of like all of the actors and their performances, I just love. But I guess yeah. in terms of like a personal favorite, like as a viewer, yeah, Shauna, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's no wrong answer to that question. And it's been interesting. Have you taken the BuzzFeed quiz yet? The Witch Yellow Jackets character? No. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's been very interesting seeing the cast. That's uh, what people have been posting. Yeah. Yes. I was like, where is this coming from? I'll send you the link. I'll send you the oh, link. Yeah. You have to take it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I want to take it for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so here's here's my question we've heard so much fantasy casting for the 1996 characters that we haven't seen in present day if we oh. were to meet in flashback jessica roberts in 1996 is there an actor you would like to see cast as your counterpart oh my gosh i don't even know who would that be like there's so few indian people in the business i'm like who? <laughs> Who is the teenage version of me? That's I love that question. It's a good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we I want to find up. out. Yeah, we will follow yeah, yeah. up on Twitter with that because I think okay, I think okay. I would love to learn more about Jessica Roberts' backstory, and I think it would be very interesting to see if there were parallels or even awareness of Jessica Roberts, her awareness of the Yellow Jackets' disappearance in '96. I would think it would be very well, interesting. I definitely thought about that. I thought about okay like this is a this is a world where everybody knows about this yeah and i think i thought i was probably you know like you know had the the, the parents that were like don't go out late you you saw what happened to those girls you know like that was probably the 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 atmosphere that we were all raised in yeah yes 
see what happened to those girls. It could happen to you. Like, no, you're not flying anywhere. Like, you know, right. They're like never that. getting on a plane. You are not yeah. playing soccer. We know where this is. <laughs> ever. ever. Yeah. No nationals for you, kiddo. <laughs> But that was so the 80s and 90s, right? It's like something would happen and everyone would view it through their lens as an imminent danger to themselves, it's, which isn't to say the terrible things don't happen, but it is kind of remarkable the ripple effect that has in the culture. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean, it's questionable whether or not my parenting was any good, so maybe they didn't tell me <laughs> to stay home. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want but to I see that. Really thought about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season two, we need uh, some Jessica Roberts backstory. <laughs> uh, so how, do you feel a, a connection uh, with 96? I think, you know, something that people have been talking about a lot is just the, how great the music is in the series. I'm just mm. curious, like, what were you listening to? And what pop culture were you really hardcore into in 1996? Oh, um, I mean, I listened to... I like a lot of the music on the show. Uh, I definitely listened to more like alternative music and stuff that was kind of on the outer fringes of what most people would list, listen to. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I like a lot of it. <laughs> Did you play yeah. any sports as a teenager? No sports. No sports, no soccer. Mm. So, definitely no nationals for you. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was the person who like avoided physical education <laughs> at all costs. I was like, I'll be in the art wing painting and doing theater and see you guys later. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I discovered yoga as an adult and now I do physical things. <laughs> So without spoiling anything or giving anything away, is there anything you can tease for what's in store for Jessica in the season finale? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. We had to try. We had to try. Had you know? to try. I don't know what I could even say. No, that's good. That's good, though, because I, I think expecting the unexpected already this show has been so satisfying in seeing that we get up in our heads and fantasy booking this and our theories and then the show manages to swerve us with something that we didn't see coming and that's just actually been really rewarding i think as a viewer yeah i'm i'm so glad to hear you say that because i i certainly felt that way i think we all felt that way reading it and working on it so it's so it's so great and i feel so lucky that it's being received so well and people are really loving it as much as we did have you been keeping up with all the fan theories, like the Reddit theories and all of the, no. like what the fans are coming up with and the ideas? Oh, dish. Tell me. It, it's so interesting. <laughs> well, the, you know, for example, everybody thought that Adam was Javi. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that was a very popular theory going around that Adam is grown up Javi. Yeah. There was that. Uh, I think that would what... be crazy, though, like for Sean not to recognize him. Yeah, right. That's what a lot of us. That's we what were, a lot of us. We said, were, admittedly, we were all doing a little mental gymnastics as fans to try and figure right. out a way that could be possible. Um, I, I mean, I think that I'm there might be more details to come with Adam, but just based on some of the clues they gave us. But this is like a freeze frame show. So that's if you've been avoiding uh, Reddit and Twitter, 
I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like my camera roll on my phone is all pictures of my cats and yellow jackets, freeze frames, like looking <laughs> at little details. I mean, it's crazy. And you know, Barton Ashley worked on a show based on an alternate reality game before this. So I feel like they're really layering a lot of detail in for fans to just devour. That's awesome. I, I didn't realize that, but it was an alternate reality thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that um, there's a lot of layers with it. But yeah, the fan theories, I don't know. I mean, uh, who was the antler queen, I think was the probably the biggest one. And I feel like Courtney Eaton did confirm that uh, after the last episode that indeed that was what the takeaway should be. So that was really cool. But I feel like there's still a lot left. I mean, we don't know who emptied Travis's bank account. Uh, we don't know who's sending the postcards. I think um, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of season one uh, business to wrap up in the finale. And then I think it's season two, we're going to, you know, hopefully get new mysteries and, uh, more, uh, developments and wrinkles. I think, I think you're going to see long-term mysteries. Like I think you're, you're still going to be asking some of the questions you were in the pilot. Nice. Wow. I'll say that. Very I nice. Think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what questions you were asking, but I know what I was asking. <laughs> And I'm still I would asking. love to know what questions <laughs> do you have? Like what, what questions were you asking? I want to know. That's, that's giving away too much. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to ruin anything for you. I love, um, and this is just so masterful on the part of the creators. I love the language that's been used about the others, the others, the others. And I feel mm -hmm. like season two, three, four, five, we could get new adult versions of the 96 characters at any time. It's not a closed yeah. list. And I think that is just such a masterful way to leave possibilities open for the series. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. You know, um, so what's been your high point so far of Yellow Jackets? Of what's been this? my high point? Yeah. Um, I think working with Deepa Mehta was a really big high point. I mean, working with Christina is also a major high point, but we just did... You know, I just did one day with Deepa and as an Indian woman, you know, growing up, uh, watching her work and, you know, I never dreamed, I always wanted to work with her, but I never dreamed that it would actually happen. And so it was amazing. And it was, it was, uh, it was shocking how profound it felt. And I realized it was not only because of who she is and what that means to me, but like I've never actually worked with an Indian female elder in a position where she could support and empower and direct me. Um, and there's something about that, like that was deeply profound, deeply profound. And I, I'm, I'm very excited that, Things are changing both on and off camera um, in terms of more people of color and, and black people being able to work in this industry. You know, it occurred to me at the end of that day, I was like, whoa, like every white dude I've ever known has had this experience that I just had today. Right. And that's just been their baseline. And right. so, of course, the the white man is going to feel like he can do whatever he wants. He's going to, you know, he's been empowered his whole life. Um, and of course that's a, you know, gross generalization. There's a lot of variety in that, but it's exciting to me to think that we're finally at the place where we're starting to recognize the importance of having people of 
of all kinds in in all places of 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 power and position and influence because that has a trickle effect and and you know i can only imagine what it'll be like for an indian actress working in in generations to come you know she'll never have to cross some of the paths the the the, the she'll never have to overcome some of the obstacles that I have and and the people before me. I am so grateful to to all of them. Like Deepa, I mean, where did she get the gumption? I don't know, but man, nobody was doing what she's doing. She's like, no, I'm going to be an Indian woman in Canada, working <laughs> at the height of you know of film, and she's done it. That's so. awesome. Representation yeah. is so important as a so Latino important. Spanish woman myself. I always I always look for that. I want to see somebody that looks like me. I want to see more people of color on the screen. So I absolutely love that that was the high point for you. And I can only imagine what that felt like for you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. I mean, I love just the show brings so many different elements to the table. Um, yeah. You know, and I just think that that's part of the reason why I think it's uh resonating with so many people you know it's different this cast looks very different than most mm -hmm. of what we see on tv i think the stories that they're telling are from different perspectives and uh yeah i've just really been enjoying it i mean i can't say enough great things about it um i'm so glad it's it's so cool it's like you know we've all seen so many movies and tv shows that are just like predominantly men mm -hmm. and it's like Oh my God, it's actually happening. We have a predominantly female cast of all colors and shapes and sizes. And it's great. It's such a great it is. show. It really is. Yeah. And the best part is that it's like so good. It's a good viewing experience for everybody. It's very female led, but every, I can suggest this show to anybody, guys, girls, older people, younger generation, exactly. everybody enjoys it, which is what I love. You find something you relate to, whether it's with the 1996 characters, mm -hmm. whether it's with the present day characters, or you could be somebody in my age group where you were a teenager in 96 and now you're in their age group and relate to everything that you're seeing on television. And I'm suggesting it to some of my male friends and they're absolutely loving the show without feeling like oh this is a this is a show for chicks like you know like a lot of people exactly say i'm not getting yeah. that when i suggest people it's to not, watch this show yeah it's not a, a chick flick whatever <laughs> right the tv equivalent of that of that is it's not it's not at all a good show well, and especially in the 1996 storylines, I feel like when we do nostalgia these days, it's so much needle drops and fashion and the characters could be from almost any era. And I think that what's very interesting, um, especially how Natalie has been educating Travis, um, mm -hmm. we are God, seeing yes. that that awakening and taking control of female sexuality and female empowerment that. 100% like teenage girls in the 90s were on the front lines of that generation and i just love seeing that and i look at travis um and i feel that it's it's like for me it's like cringy accurate of all the male insecurity um <laughs> like i, I, I wanna, love it i want to call some ex-girlfriends and apologize you know <laughs> like just, just about like shitty toxic attitude uh uh yeah i mean but but that's but that's what it was then right yeah. like there's no there's no judgment it's just like okay thank god we don't we're not there now yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, but like, as you say, there is so much specificity to that 96 um, storyline that that makes it not a, a, a head. Uh, what is it like? Typical. It's not an idea, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, even the we were talking about this with my boyfriend the other day about the drugs, the yeah. drugs of an era, right? Like right. kids are doing different drugs these days, you know, like, and the fact that they were doing like LSD and mushrooms and stuff in the 90s that like, and it's in the story and that colors yes. part of the psychology of the people, you know, and drinking lots and, you know, weed, but like now, now there's different drugs and that yeah. has a different psychology yeah. to the culture. You know, it's, it's really fascinating. So yeah, the music, the, the clothes, the, the gender attitudes, all that stuff. It's like, it's, it's so great to see it so clearly portrayed so honestly yes. portrayed cringingly honestly portrayed yeah. as you said like i love yes. that and when it comes to the 1996 storyline i also love seeing the two sides of for example coach ben being afraid to come out and say that he's gay where you're seeing ben and taisa openly come out in front of their friends to such a beautiful scene one of my favorite scenes in the whole show is when they kiss and everybody's you know supportive of their love because you forget Indeed. i'm so happy that we live in a different era now but you forget that that was frowned upon back in 1996 times have changed yeah. so much and this show just portrays it so accurately yeah, I think uh, right that same week, um, I was out here and I'm shooting a, a show in Santa Fe and I was just walking around and I saw these two girls, they must have been like 12, maybe 14 years old. They were so cute and they were just like hugging and cuddling and like looking into each other's eyes and stroking each other's faces just like right there on the street. And I was like, that would not have happened in 1996. Oh. <laughs> like, nope. It was so beautiful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, then, so yeah. talk to me a little bit. What other, what other projects are you working on? What else do you have uh, coming out? Um, so right now I'm working on Roswell, New Mexico, the fourth season. And um, beautiful out here in Santa Fe. And, uh, and great, great team of people to work with out here. And um, I have another show coming out on Netflix, I believe, this spring. We haven't, they haven't got a release date yet, but it's a show called The Imperfects. Oh, yeah. And I'm really excited about it. You've heard about it? I was reading about it last night. In, in, you were? In what did you read? What did they say? <laughs> well, I was looking at the cast. So let me make sure I have this absolutely correct. So it's it's got uh, uh, like a superpower element, right? It's a little sci-fi. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That thought sounds very And you'll be playing Dominic in this show, correct? That's your character's name there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Dominic. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I, I saw it on your IMDb. Yeah. No. I I'm mean... really excited. Those scripts were so fun. Um, and, uh, and the creator, Dennis, I, he's just got a really cool, cool vision for this show. And I, I have a feeling it's going to come out wonderfully or we'll see but i think i think a lot of people are gonna love it i think it's really awesome. really fun yeah yeah and it's the result of gene therapy so it's a little bit superpower as a result of experimentation no i love that that's definitely right up my alley for a good yeah it's watch. kind of we'll see but it feels like kind of horror, horror comedy oh nice yeah Ooh, 
I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I describe Yellow Jackets to people as a dark comedy. I mean, that's that's kind of how I yeah. see the show. Speaking of which, so cool. you spent so much time going toe to toe with Christina Ricci as Misty in this. What do you think? Because some people thought this assessment is a little crazy. I think of the adult characters. Misty is the healthiest in the sense that she knows who she is and accepts that where it seems mm. like Ty, Shauna and Nat are all very conflicted ab about where they are in their journey and who they've become. Yeah. I don't know if that is an, I agree with your assessment in terms of her knowing who she is. I don't agree that it's necessarily healthy. That's, <laughs> that's where I, that's where I, I, to I, 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 I love that he chose the word healthy. I'm like healthy. That's, that's what we're going to go with. I then? mean, she gets through <laughs> the day and feels good about her life. Yes. I'm not saying let's elect her president of the school board. I yeah, don't yeah. think, you know, she necessarily uh, should be given responsibility over other people, but I think that she wakes up, she goes to sleep and she feels like, you know what? I know who I am. Yeah. I think she definitely knows who she is. In, in a sense, I would take that back to young Misty. Like, I think she figured out kind of some strengths, you know, like kind of what was her jam yeah. out of necessity. Um, but yeah, she didn't, even when she's young, she doesn't really seem to like be lost or whatever about who she is or what she's doing. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I, I that's my that's my current thought about it in the moment. Um, don't hold me to that. But but I think you're right. There is less of a. I, but I I think, I guess I think the opposite. I think the fact that they're conflicted, and unsure is actually a greater sign of health. Hmm. In a no. way, because because at least they're like. Mm, yeah, I don't think this doesn't make sense. This doesn't line up, right? Like they seem, I don't know. They're all messed. Everybody needs therapy so badly. Yes, so they do. Badly. Yes, they do. And I think once we learn more about what they got into in the woods and what really happened out there, which is ultimately what Jessica Roberts is trying to accomplish. She just wants to know what really happened out there. I think once we learn that, it will make more sense to us why they are the way they are or act the way that they act. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we can make some safe assumptions about that. Right. <laughs> but yeah, but more will be revealed. Awesome. Um, the intricacies of the trauma will be revealed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know any more than you guys know, you know, and I think in some ways, maybe Ashley and Bart don't even know. I think we know some of the broad strokes, but you know, <laughs> but I think that, you know, like all those details right, sort of take shape as things go along. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rika, thank you so much for your time today. Very excited about the finale coming up. Thank you for being so generous with your time and uh, talking thank with you. us and uh, interacting with the community. My pleasure. Uh, um, please send me all those, like, whatever yellow jackets I'm, go I'm going you can. to tweet you the quiz right when we get off the yeah. air. So you okay, can, I want, awesome. but I want to know that I need to know the result. I need to know who you get. <laughs> okay. I, I will, I'll post my results as soon as I do okay. the test. <laughs> <laughs> so fun talking to you guys